Hi there, Scully here. Just wanted to give you some quick notes before we jump into this episode. This was a live recording done on my Twitch channel with video and we were all in costume, so you might hear some references to that. Another note is the gift that we gave Kenneth Vigue was a coffee mug. We don't mention what it was in the episode, but we do talk about what's on it. We also wanted to apologize for the humming in the background. I had my fan on and didn't notice that it was picking up on mic until we finished recording. And one last note is Triz is actually out sick for this episode, so you won't hear her in here. Well, without further ado, we hope you enjoy this episode on Fallout 76. Welcome to Balanced Pixels, a podcast where three friends from different walks of life share their love of video games and how they manage to fit all those pixels into their busy schedules. Trizzle, a super mom who does it all. Josh, a desert dweller with a love for sunshine. And Scully, a virtual builder who has her hands in all the cookies. Balanced Pixels is brought to you by Abraxo for all your cleaning needs. Cause why we're up harder when you can finish faster with Abraxo. Works. Yep. Cause they had an emphasis on the uh, work smarter, not harder, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so hi guys. Look at all these beautiful faces on the screen. Not mine. <laughs> just those two. <laughs> Yours too. <laughs> the spoopy uh, face that you got going on there. <laughs> Amazing. Worth the uh, the suspenseful, like, no camera all week. Oh, yeah, definitely. So if you guys can't tell, um, my hair is green. Surprise! <laughs> that was the surprise. <laughs> I like the antlers. That's, that's like a whole kink of its own. Oh, yeah. It, it took me all week to grow these. Nice. Mm -hmm. Big Zero Fox would be very proud of you. <laughs> I like how they wiggle it just a little bit. <laughs> Seriously, if I if I don't knock these off by the end of the show, it's not a complete episode. <laughs> It'll be a Halloween miracle. <laughs> <laughs> but hi, guys! Welcome to episode six of Balanced Pixels. We're, we're covering. You guys want to guess what we're covering today? Any any guesses? No? No? Fallout 76, maybe? Just medical heresy? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely 76. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing people might know by the title of the episode, too. But yeah. <laughs> 76. What's that when it's at home? Yep. What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and of course, we have a very, very special guest this episode as well, in case anybody who is watching right now or is listening and you're like, wait, that's not Triz. <laughs> no, it's not. She's out sick, unfortunately. Hi, this is Triz. Yeah. The best costume ever. Yes. Cost a lot. <laughs> a lot. A lot. I know I'm watching I'm watching the conversation on the chat and this is good. I'm probably gonna have to hide this window because this is not gonna make for a good podcast episode. okay we go. <laughs> I'm like don't look at so anyway, well, yes but no we have a special guest welcome to Kenneth Vigu of the Chad Fallout 76 podcast I think I said yes. that right. yeah okay good <laughs> 
And that's unfortunately, uh, Shrizzle could not make it today. She is in the chat, and uh, that's what I was watching earlier was no, uh, her. But uh, she is in the chat. She's not feeling well today. And head colds and podcast recording does not go together very well. Nope. So we hope you feel better, Triz. We love you. Yeah, you better be watching from your bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we better be in bed with you right now. <laughs> well. <laughs> On a very special Balance Pixels. <laughs> Coming so, this fall to Cinemax. <laughs> so, Kenny, as, Cinemax. Uh, as a thank you, we got you a little something. You did. Yes. Since you're our first guest, do you want to open up your gift? A naiad dropped this off on my doorstep, and I was quite concerned. <laughs> This was all Scully's idea. Ooh. I promise. <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who can't see it, it's his chatty daddy. <laughs> With Ken in his costume. <laughs> You can thank your best friend for that idea. <laughs> oh, I will. I will. I will. <laughs> oh, my headphones are falling off. Oh. Come on, headphones. <laughs> so for those, All right, you know what? I can't. We're gonna we're gonna do this, and just like there that, business mode now. Look, Boom. just like that, I have a whole new costume. Oh, look at you, Babushka. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me. <laughs> oh, look, it's Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Oh. Amazing. We, we, but yes, a big, big thank you, though, for being our first guest. So obviously, yeah. we had to get you something. I love it. As it's a little funny. token of our appreciation. <laughs> it's going to vanish. Look, it, it disappears into the vortex. <laughs> it's quantum unlocked. It's amazing. And for those of you listening and actually didn't see his reaction, it was a, a mixture of, oh, this is so sweet. And then the, just and then all of the excitement like... just drained from his face when he saw Chatty Daddy on the other side. I like how Zelix is quickly backpedaling. Hey, now I only approved of it. <laughs> He's like, no, no. I had, I had nothing to do with it. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, uh, Josh, do you want to start us off with our interview for Kenny? Sure, absolutely. All right. Well, so uh, the first part, we're going to kind of do a little little interview in case the peoples don't know, um, in, and especially in the Fallout 76 community, if they've been living under a rock yeah. or a vault. Um, we want to get to know a little bit more about you, Ken, and kind of this amazing podcast that you started a little while back that has absolutely taken off i think it's safe to say everybody here and a lot of people in this chat probably everybody in the chat too on the live stream are huge fans of chad uh the fallout 76 podcast um so tell us a little bit about yourself though in your own words uh and kind of you know what you do here in the gaming community and and uh maybe a little bit about the podcast as well sure um the podcast started quite by accident um, Fallout 76 was the first online game I've have ever played, mostly because I'd seen enough YouTube videos with 12-year-olds, like, calling people twice their age, obscenities, and, mm -hmm. you know, after a long day, when you get home, you put your slippers on. That wasn't kind of the kind of experience that I was looking for. But uh, nonetheless, I put my faith in Todd, praise Todd, and um, gave 76 a go. 
And those early days were a little wild. I think for those of us who remember what it was like in year one, no NPCs. Oh, yeah. All PvP. None. And microphones were on all the time. So you could hear everything from babies crying to dogs barking to people eating kettle chips to um, a couple arguing over what pizza to get and then who was going to be tied up that evening. Um, that was an, actually a conversation I overheard in Charleston one night. Nice. I feel like so me. Those, those, those were the wild, wild west days of Fallout 76. Um, oh my god. Yeah, so I, um, one night when um, we were, I think it was the uh, Morgantown High School, we were poking through there, um, and I was with a couple of people that I had just randomly met in-game, and we started talking and hanging out together. Um, we started to reminisce about high school, and we quickly realized that all of us uh, had an, a nemesis in high school um, that all was named Chad, Um so all of us had this nexus point where there was this this multiverse Chad in our lives. And then, you know, high school ends, you go out the doors and you never really see this person again unless they're, you know, on the news or in court somewhere. Um, and I started to think about with the experience of, of Vault 76, you know, it's, it's almost like a high school experience. It's this microcosm community. Um, so you have your cliques, you have your dramas and, and petty silliness. And then the door opens and you step out into the world. But the world is limited. It's just a larger microcosm. None of us can escape Appalachia as much as we try. So I started to think about what would happen if you could never quite get away with your enemy. Um, and even the high school experience, um, when, when it ends, um, people, friends, everyone's paths diverge. You all pick a road. And you walk out that door and you can take a right and say hello to the liberators and, and wander on down that crazy broken road and completely ignore all of the signs that say, hey, but now you go to the wayward, but then it's, hey, go, let's go find the overseer. Um, so depending on the path you choose, um, this character, Simon, who's um, a very sad sack, miserable individual, um, his parents have died Um I mean, as his mom was eaten by a rad rat, his father died of sugar bombs poisoning. Um, so, I mean, the know, rad rat is totally believable. Those things are vicious. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's, he's had a, a hard existence. Um, and the hardness of that existence bleeds into the choices that he makes. And then on the other hand, you have a typical jock type Chad who puts very little effort into things and things just kind of go his way. Um, and therein rise, lies the, 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 the rub of uh, their their feud together. Simon just hates him. So the first episode starts with um, Simon just getting tired of Chad busting into his house using his workbench. And so he unloads a 10-gauge shotgun into him and buries him in a shallow grave. And that's actually where our story starts. Because Simon, to his great horror, realizes in a very cat-came-back fashion that the grave is empty the next day um, and death has no sway over the residents of Appalachia. Um, and that's kind of where our story built from there. Amazing. And I love that too. Like it, the, the, that whole like kind of realization that, oh yeah, this is still kind of a game and you played off of that and kept all of that like revival and like you can't get rid of these people no matter how much you try because they just keep coming back. 
So yeah, it's it's, it's the, the respawn factor. It it also gets into a little bit of psychology. Um, what what would we do? How far would we go? Or what choices would we make if death had no consequence? Like if if we had no threat of death, would we drive on the sidewalk? Uh, would we jump off a building? Like the urge is there when you're looking out a tall building it's it's a primordial thing we always wonder like what would happen if i it, it's it's this weird creepy instinct that nobody talks about but in this instance it's, like, it's something <laughs> it's something you can just heat yourself right off that wake up the next day with you know an atomic shop lamp in head hand and say <laughs> oh well that was a great experience what else can i do with my life um, the entire it, atomic shop <laughs> it, it degrades um the human experience and we see over time as they start to find out um, at the end of season one, um, when with the trial which we did on stage um, with Bethesda, Bethesda Game Days in Boston, um, when Pete Hines put us on trial for all of the terrible things that we did, um, we start to find out that there's something larger going on, that this is an experiment, that Fallout 76 was a false control vault, and that the experiment was meant to start the day the vault opened. Um, and that thread actually starts back in Fallout 3. If you read the Fallout 3 Citadel entry that describes Vault 76, it's worded in such a way that it leads you to believe that the experiment actually takes place after Reclamation Day. And so with the way that that was worded, I've, I've tried to take the game lore and meta and have some fun in that kind of sandbox without going too crazy too crazy that's got to be a tough thing to do then right like stick kind of with that game lore because you know there's some fallout fans that are like diehards with that lore oh, too yeah. um but you're still creating your own world too right and your own storyline with this podcast yeah because even uh, anybody who plays through the main uh, or side quests in fallout 76 even with our stories we make them very plot adjacent um, so for our intents and purposes, our characters still have not cared about the Enclave. They don't really care about following the Overseer. In our lore, she became a serial killer. Um, <laughs> I love that. Believable. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, once, you know, she spends a couple of decades training you, raising you, um, and the very first thing you do is like, hey, let's go to a silo and let's nuke the hell out of everything. Um, like she's she's pretty pissed off with what we did uh, and that we're not rebuilding to the point that she's just kind of lost it. Um, so she becomes a, a serial killer. She dons the mask of the sickle man and kills a bunch of kids at camp oh um, before she's thrown in prison. And eventually she breaks out of prison. And now she's living a quiet life with Vince oh. over in Sutton. Um, Love that. Which is where our, our Halloween episode will pick off. As she's finally built the house, which is the house that we meet her at in Wastelanders. Um, at this midpoint now in season two, we're just at the point where people are going to start arriving back into Appalachia. Um, and we're not going to, to deal with, with any of the main points of that game, um, partly because I wanted to, to create stories around those large events. So some of the things that, that take um, place during the Wastelanders quest or the Brotherhood quest line will be referenced or there will be crossover points. But none of the characters are going to bother going through that, aside from um, Chad getting a healthy fixation on Duchess for her oh. dumpster. Oh, yes. 
I love that. Oh, man. Oh, that's amazing. And and it's it's great, too, because so you did touch a little bit on like you did a live uh, um, episode on stage back. Obviously, this was pre-pandemic. Um, yeah. Bethesda. Um, are you are you hoping to kind of bring those back and do more live episodes, you know, in the future? And like what kind of what's the, the plans for the future besides kind of bringing in a little bit of that Wastelanders like parallel? Yeah. Or um, do we not know yet. <laughs> I don't even know the uh, I've thought about some things. Everyone keeps asking for a musical episode and I really don't see that working. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> like, I don't even know how we would. I, I, Chad would just be irritated at, at singing. Um, I think if if Bethesda ever asked us to do another one, which I can't see them doing, but if they ever did, we could do a stage show. Um, but it creates some complexities. Um, like our, our because our podcast is audio, um, to do a stage show, I had to, to think of a way that we could minimize location and maximize storytelling. Mm. So a courtroom drama made sense. So we could kind of stick to one spot. Um, so we had to write around where we were there. What we are going to do though, um, this Christmas actually, we're going to be doing an in-game stage production of A Christmas Carol, but it's going to be a little meta oh, because no the story way. the story is going to be, it'll be an episode of the podcast. Um, the Overseer is just in an incredible state of depression. And so Vince, who at this point, um, Security Chief Vince is mentioned in the, the Fallout 76 lore terminal logs. Um, I made him more of a character and he and the Overseer eventually fall in love. So he's trying really hard to, to make a relationship work with someone who's so aloof and kind of closed off. So he, he really, he tries to mobilize everyone to just stop the crap for a minute, stop the nukes and all that. Let's let's do what we used to do in the vault. And in our story, it'll be um, every Christmas, the overseer would have everyone stage a Christmas carol. And so it'll be our actors, our voice actors in character as their characters doing a Christmas okay. carol voices. <laughs> so it's going to oh be... Oh my God, I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be many layers, yeah. Oh. In fact, in fact, Carly... <laughs> Is going to be a part of that. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! I'm over here like I'm so excited. Like, wait a minute, why does this sound familiar? <laughs> You're like, I've heard this before. No, that's awesome <laughs> yeah. though. Oh, that'd be great. It was something we wanted to do last year. I built the the theater. I don't remember if you remember that camp, Scully. I do. Yeah, I think Scully, I saw it too. I you I, did, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scully had done this the Scrooge and Marley sign coming out the side of the building. So I built the camp yes. for it. We just we ran out of time and couldn't do it. But I really want to make it happen this year. So we'll have a full stage with you know stage hands to change out sets in between acts and the whole thing. Awesome. And so while you're recording, will this also be kind of broadcasted on Twitch, on, on your Twitch channel? Or? Yeah, it'll yes. it'll be live as part of Fallout for Hope for uh, St. Jude this December. Awesome. Yeah. Yay. Great. Oh, my goodness. Uh, let's see. Scully, did you have any questions before I, I keep blabbing on here? And... Um, let's see. Well, you kind of answered one of the questions already, too. So um, let's see. Oh. This one's a good one. What's been your favorite part about getting involved with the Fallout community? I think friendships. 
Oh, tender. But true. Think, it's so true. <laughs> well, it is. Yeah, I think there's there's a certain point in everyone's life um, where you get to a point where um, beyond work friends or, or people that would be in a social circle, it becomes harder for organic friendships to form, particularly the older you get. It's not like, you know, you're you're hanging out after school or hopping in at the lunch table. Um, where this game is such a social game, it's been amazing um, to actually meet people and form real friendships and a, a best friend that, you know, is this kind of thing to me. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> he's probably already gone to bed. Yeah, um, yeah he's gone. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the friendships and the people that you've met in this community um, really make a difference. Um, earlier, you, you talked about um, the pandemic and it's, I mean, for, for us, it wasn't too much of a change because um, of work. Um, we've been working from home for, God, five, six years now. Um, so we don't, we, we already weren't going out of the house too much anyway. <laughs> So it wasn't that wow, much change. Business as usual then, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty much just like, okay, well, you know, the sky is falling and I'm going to go get groceries like we always do. Um, except there's no toilet paper. Uh, <laughs> I have some in my vending machine, a thousand caps per that's, roll. Just if you ever need it. <laughs> you got to be prepared. Yep. Um, I mean. <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, I, I think though that year weighed on everybody and Having Fallout 76 and everybody that we played with um, and the friendships there really, I think, helped us all get through that that crappy, crappy, crappy year that we all want to forget um, in that sense. And particularly with what we were able to do out of those friendships, um, mobilizing for charity and all of that kind of thing became very real. Um, when you get a group of people together that have real bonds and friendships and trust in each other, you can do some pretty amazing things um, collectively. So I think the that has been, for me, the most enriching thing that came out of playing Fallout 76. Aww. Yeah, definitely. I love it. <laughs> I have to agree with that. Yeah. Reach I'm... out in touch. <laughs> yeah i think it, i think it's safe to say that there's a lot of us that feel that way too like we you know it, if it wasn't for this particular game in particular you know the, the fallout 76 game and, and the fallout community like it would have been a much much more difficult year for a lot of us oh yeah like, oh yeah yeah without without all of these amazing people that we met because it is it, it is very hard to uh to meet people organically when you get older <laughs> especially when you're not in an office and you're like how do i make friends again what yeah it's so <laughs> weird and because you also you get to a point where you know you're in your 30s 40s you can't just go up to someone and be like hey i like the book oh that yeah you're no, reading. You think you're a serial killer <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yeah they... <laughs> stranger danger <laughs> yeah Good way to get pepper sprayed or shot if you're in some states, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But not in Fallout. In Fallout, it's just, it's amazing. And it's crazy, too, because, like, I feel like some of us, we just kind of over the past year, year and a half, have kind of found people around our ages with, you know, more than just a similarity of Fallout as well. 
um, but also with like so many different backgrounds and like we're scattered all over the world, but that doesn't seem to matter. And, you know, it's easier to make friends sometimes through this game than it is in the real world. So. Yeah, because it, it becomes um, like like so many things, whether it's it's like a there are people who do book reading groups or writing groups or, or poetry groups. Um, it's normally what you would have physical, small social circles you're able to have something that you can all gather around in a common sense and you get people from all different backgrounds, all different walks of life that wouldn't have met any other way. And 76 is kind of that that social nexus point that allows those relationships to just grow organically. I was like, Absolutely. I met all of you guys through Fallout. That's right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like you were the first person, Skelly, that I ever played Fallout 76 with. Like, I know. The first person. I, I was like, let's on... go on mic on PlayStation. I know. I remember being on, a, on Instagram going, come play with me, Josh. <laughs> and how awkward was that? Like, do you remember how awkward it was? Like the first time you went on mic, you're like, I, I don't. It was like, yeah, because it, it, well, you're meeting somebody new. You're like, you don't want to embarrass yourself. You're like, what if she thinks I'm some psycho, you know, or what if she wants to wear my skin? Like, oh I mean, look at her. <laughs> She's wearing a skull on her face. You, start, you try and ask leading questions, but then you get nervous and ask the wrong one. Like, so where are you from? Great. What color underwear do you wear? Oh my God. Oh, I just... <laughs> like, wait a minute. That's not oh. what I meant. <laughs> wait, no, that's the wrong question. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Honestly. And then the first guys. time going on camera, like, I think oh. a lot of us got into streaming because of 76. Um, me in yeah. particular. Carly, were you streaming before? I had streamed years before. <laughs> yeah. So it just, it's, it's oh. weird. Yeah. That first time you go on camera, you're like, oh my god, I'm so self-conscious. Hi, everybody. Oh my god, kill me. <laughs> Just... <laughs> yeah, going back and deleting an entire stream because you're like, oh, I looked a hot mess during that whole episode. That can't live on the internet oh, yeah. now. <laughs> or or you're, you're sitting there and you're building, you're building on stream and your mouth's just like open the entire time. You're like, god damn it, close your mouth. <laughs> Yes. People can see you. You forget to correct a derp face. You're streaming the whole time, like. (laughs) (laughs) And since I like to eat while I'm doing everything in my life, I'll just be grazing and not realizing I'm eating with my mouth open. Yeah, it's just a mess. So, but okay, that's interesting though. So I have another question for you, Ken. So was it was it Fallout seventy six then that got you into Twitch streaming? Because you do Twitch streaming now, and it was live episodes and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, I I don't I don't do it anywhere near as consistently as other people, um, partly because I'm just super busy, particularly with the show right now. Um, Like our our Halloween episode that I just finished writing um, is probably going to be just shy of three hours. It's going to be a a feature length thing. Um, So writing that much less editing, it becomes a a weekend eater upper. (laughs) so I don't uh, usually when I, I do stream it's it's periodically or it's it's for something specific um, like for Fallout for Hope or the American Health Heart Association fundraiser or um, community stream team launch or, or something like that. Yeah, it's I, I probably would never have streamed uh, if not for Fallout Six. I also never would have probably got back into writing if not for Fallout oh, Seventy Six. That's right. Because I really? gave it up. Yeah. It, I'd written um, short stories of all kinds. Um, I have some really bad ones, like the cheesiest horror that I wrote when I was like 12. Um, 
I used to write these stories in, uh, my grandmother would bring home blank books from the dollar store. And I just, I would draw, like the drawings are ridiculous too. Um, but I would, I would like animate them like they were Goosegumps books. And like, this is the story oh my. of the haunted toilet. <laughs> the toilet was haunted. I was scared. It's, it's that. Oh um, my gosh. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Uh, but I'd, I mean, I'd be writing somewhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd I'd been writing um, a long time, and then I had grand uh, ideas. I think as we most do when you get out of high school, like I'm going to be a screenwriter. I'm going to make things happen. Um, <laughs> and then they didn't. Uh, and then you have to get into a career and a house and and all of those kind of life things. Um, so I gave up writing, and I hadn't written a single thing creatively. For 10 years before starting to write um, the Chad podcast. Wow. Oh my goodness. I didn't know that. I didn't know you had that. Like, I mean, because the, the episodes I are written it so well, and this whole story <laughs> is fantastic. So um, that's awesome. It was a revival of that creative, like, uh, creative side of you, I guess, right? <laughs> it's like riding a bicycle there in the background. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get back on, you fall over a few times, you rip the crotch out of your pants, you know, you, eventually you figure it out. You're fine. Eventually. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> crash into enough people, you'll, you'll yeah, make it. Crash again. <laughs> so, Kenny, was, uh, was 76 your first Fallout game, or had you played another one before that? No. Uh, Fallout 3 was my very first Fallout game. Um, yeah, and it was, I had a Christmas gift card burning in my pocket. Um, and I went to, to Best Buy and I uh, was perusing the PC games section and saw this this cover art that just looked really interesting, like a futuristic knight looking helmet. So I flipped it over and it had some, some 1950s-ish kind of vibes and thought, hmm, retro futurism? Yes, please. Um, I started playing Fallout 3 and, and absolutely fell in love with the world and the lore. Um, the retro futuristic vibes of it, the um, storytelling, that whole thing. Um, and particularly it was that first moment when you step out of Vault 101 and the world opens up below you. Uh, oh, yeah. And you have Malcolm McDowell going by like, hey, how's it going? I'm Malcolm McDowell. I'm like, oh, that's Malcolm McDowell. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that was it for me. I, I've played all of the Fallout games since then. I've tried to go backwards um, to play um, the isometric style turn-based fallouts, and I just can't get into them. Yeah. I, 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 I missed... I like, I do. <laughs> uh, my family was pretty poor. So, um, like, we had a Nintendo, but I didn't get a computer until I was 16 and a half, thereabouts. Oh, um, I feel and by then, it was it was 3D gaming, so I was playing Myst and Quake and Doom. Oh. Um, I kind of missed out on that that isometric playstyle, and I I can't go back to it now. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I tried. I've been around computers since I was old enough. Since before I was old enough to walk. <laughs> oh jeez! But that's only oh, because man. my dad my dad wasn't has been an IT guy his entire life, so. <laughs> Oh, see, you had you had a little bit of an advantage there then. Yeah. I watched him play a lot of Tomb Raider though. <laughs> oh, I love oh. Tomb Raider. Oh. oh yeah. Yeah. Aha. It's a good series. The whole series is good. <laughs> yeah, Tomb Raider was awesome. Uh, awesome. 
That's great, though. Yeah, it's hard to go back in those, like, first Fallout games. I agree. Like, Fallout 3 was my gateway drug into the Fallout, like, universe as well. And it was, yeah. So I'm assuming you've also played, like, New Vegas and 4, and then now you've kind of gotten into 76 as well. Yeah, and I think everyone everyone has their favorite. Um, I love them all for different reasons, which I I know sounds like a very, like, Sweden answer to give, like... I love everybody conditionally. Your brother, your sister. I love you all, but secret forever. Um, Fallout Three, I love because it was my first Fallout game. Um, I loved New Vegas um, on so many levels. Um, for one thing, Mr. New Vegas told me that that he loves me, and I never forgot it. Um, the role play that you could do in New Vegas has been superior to any Fallout game that we've had since. Um, Plus the replayability, particularly with some of the mods where you can do an alternate start. Like if you wanted to start and just be a complete bastard and start out as one of Kaisar's people, you could do that. Um, or you could start over in the strip. Um, you just There's a lot of possibilities for replay and storytelling because um, you choose who the character is. In Fallout 3, you literally start from childbirth, so you can... You can make your choices and have the illusion of choice um, in terms of how you want your character to grow as a person. New Vegas, you don't know anything really about your backstory. You get a bullet in the head, and then from then on, this is the whole new you. You can be whoever you want to be. Um, Fallout 4, I love because it was such a leap forward in terms of visual look. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I hated it. It, it, it had... It wasn't a great RPG in that sense. Um, I'm like, what? I built. I'm like, oh, look, look at my neat face. And who's this woman behind me? Hi, I'm your wife and you have a kid. I know. I'm like, that's not a choice I would make, but okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's true, though, because, yeah, New Vegas really did allow you to just hit like a reset button and then you can just create your own story, like you said. So yeah. that, and that's kind of, I guess, can I feel like we can kind of do that here in 76 as well. In a oh, way. completely. Yeah. Um, you know, but you're still starting in the vault, you know, with, you know, Vault Tech and the group and everything. You don't really know. I don't know if we knew. Do we know in New Vegas? If we came, we didn't come from a vault in New Vegas, like because we knew nothing no, about we were that a courier background. Yeah, we were, but even before. Okay, think, it's been a long know. time since I played it. So I can't remember if there was like a backstory, like before you became a courier, if you were. I know. Vault or something. I know your origins know. are <laughs> expanded on heavily in the DLC. Um, oh, yeah. because you did spend some time at a place that you basically accidentally blew apart. Uh, <laughs> Oops. Oh yeah! Oh gosh! And then, then go we, and, and then we have uh, the guy who's pursuing you exposition. Uh, where literally all he does is just it's exposition in a deep and ominous voice. <laughs> oh, uh, so I think I think we have one more question left, and it's it's the yeah, most important question. Away, all right, Ken. Ends with the future. Here's the most important question here. This Pineapple right on now. pizza, yay or nay? Yes. Yes. Hey. <laughs> Josh's face. He's just like, nope, nope. Well, I'm outnumbered, I, so I'm I love. You know what? Give me, give me that tart sweetness on that, on that, and that beautiful smoked ham oh, on top of yes. that, that delicate Roma tomato base, <laughs> and that cheesy goodness. <laughs> the chat's blowing up over this one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone oh, there's a lot of yes. Oh, and there's some. <laughs> Very divided. Unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> unsubscribe, uh, unfollow, unfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Chad? What happened to him? I think he got canceled over the pineapple incident. What the hell is the pineapple incident? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh wow. Oh. Yeah, wow, there's a lot of division with this Scully. Scully, you you what did you start? <laughs> I know. Although, truth be told, as much as I do like it, I don't have it that often. When I do have a pizza, if I have a preference. I actually do love like a, a garlic pizza, a white sauce based pizza with some pesto and spinach and tomato, chicken. I mean, it's pizza. So whatever people like, you know, as long as you like your pizza, that's what's important. <laughs> I do do something though that would have a lot of people hate me. Oh, please tell me it's not anchovies. No, no, oh, no, thank no. God. Oh, I God. do terrible, terrible things to a piece of pizza. I eat it you with a fork and knife. No. Oh. Oh. I, I'm oh I'm not a Satanist. Let's go. Let's suck you crazy. Here. <laughs> Apparently, I, that is the way to eat it. <laughs> I eat it from the top down. Like I'll take a fork and pick off the toppings, and then I'll like scrape the cheese down to the. Oh, you know, it was probably a mistake That's to even talk about I this. Let's move on to the next going. question. That's not where I thought it was going. It's a deconstructed pizza. That's what it is. <laughs> you just like your pizzas extra fancy, deconstructed. <laughs> The New Yorker in me is very, I think that's an even graver sin than talking about pineapple. Let's move the conversation. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're supposed to fold it, you let the grease strip out the back, and you eat it. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You'd also, you'd asked me earlier about the future of the show. Um, We're we're launching episode eight this month with our our Halloween episode, um, which sees Mr. Dark returned. Um, so ac- voice actor Andreas Somville is just the best villain um, oh. I- I've ever had the pleasure of writing for. His voice is just chilling and creepy, and it- it's just so good. And there's a lot of him in this next episode. Oh my god, um, yes, ooh. my ears are oh, ready. Nice. <laughs> I love his voice. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's pretty pissed off, and this has become very personal because Chad killed him uh, last Halloween, so he's Oh, you can't oh. you can't kill the devil the devil's an idea and he's very much back um so i'm looking forward to that um our season two will end sometime the end of um next summer um 2022 um and then we're going to to take a short break um to work on in the fall we're going to do something different um, in between two and three, I want to do a Starfield podcast. Yes. And I want to do it in the vein of um, Amazing Stories, um, The Outer Limits, um, The Twilight Zone, where they're episodic sci-fi. And so um, it'll be fun to play around with different styles and themes and characters where I'm not so weighed down with a big arc that I can just do some fun one-off stories um, and also open it up to to other podcasters. Um, there are a lot of them now in the Fallout 76 community um, that with shows of their own that, that popped up. So it'll be some some fun sci-fi stories to tell in Starfield, which I'm looking forward to. Um, people are going to have a lot of questions after season two of our show. 
Oh, mm. oh man, I can't wait. Oh man. I know, right? <laughs> but we'll have something else to listen to in the meantime, I guess. <laughs> I had a plan for four seasons, uh, and I'm gonna stick with that, I think, because it bookends well. And I know I wrote the ending of the show last year, so I know where we're going. Um, okay. There. Oh man. Yeah. Oh boy. I'm excited. Also, I guess all good um, things have to come sometime, to an end eventually. Uh, either the end of this month, beginning of this month, we actually hit half a million um, listens, which. Yeah, which is going to be crazy. So, congratulations. When you did, I forgot when you asked me about doing a live show, what we're going to do is we're going to do a live uh, 500K party. Um, so we're going to get the voice actors on. Um, and I have some fun games that we're going to play. We're going to play character roulette. So we'll be spinning a wheel um, and switching characters to read through some nonsense. Um, and then talk about uh, roads not taken, characters cut, uh, that were probably oh pretty. yeah there's some stories that i chose not to tell oh <laughs> so we'll, talk we'll, a we'll bit maybe about. get a little bit of an insight on on those we will yeah episodes. i mean there are characters that were oh. written there were episodes <laughs> that were written that i just put in the can yeah <laughs> oh that'll be a great one i'm like i know one of them <laughs> yes you do <laughs> oh peter ennis <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Yeah, I got it right away. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about Peter. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, uh, do we want to dive into the game, guys? Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about the the game a lot, but yeah, we we for those who are unsure what seventy six is. <laughs> Hello, welcome. We should probably give a welcome. It's amazing. <laughs> There's a lot more to it than the bad reviews you see online. <laughs> yes, yes, a lot more. So yeah, we should probably get into a little bit about the game. Um, I know we're like, you know, about halfway through right the episode, but yeah. uh, before we jump into the game, and we'll get into this again at the end, but uh, where can people hear the Chad Fallout 76 story podcast? Yes, Chad Fallout 76 story is available on all podcasting platforms, although the bulk of you like to listen to it on Spotify. Um, yeah. As of the end of this month, um, Spotify invited us to be part of a pilot program. Um, they're going to be switching over and doing video podcasts. So some of our live episodes that we did on stage with Bethesda, our Machinima episode, and episodes going forward will be starting with making them in a video format um, with audio being secondary. Like, the video will play in any Spotify app. Spotify is just creating a whole new thing for it. It's going to be so cool. Um, really? It's going to be interesting oh, to see. exciting. Like, we, we, we do video episodes. We have them up on our YouTube channel. But the algorithm is just ridiculous that nobody sees them. So um, Spotify, because so many people are there anyway, um, I think we're going to get a lot more eyeballs on them. So I'm excited about that. Oh, yeah. I betcha. I mean, yeah, Spotify kind of dominated the podcast world so far. Oh, so yeah. Video is definitely going to take it to the next level. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay. So, Scully, where do we want to start with 76? Um, where should we start? 
let's with start the backstory with of, of this game. We should start with some of the details of this game. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with Fallout 76, this game was developed by Bethesda Game Studios and published by Bethesda Softworks. Um, this game was released on November 14th, 2018. She old. <laughs> that is old. Wow. We were so much younger then. I know. Remember those yeah. days? We had no idea we'd be inside playing this game for a year and a half. Making we had friends and doing our lives. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, this game was released on PC, uh, PS4, Xbox One, and then moved to the next-gen consoles when those came out as well. Yes. Although I think the official PS5 version doesn't exist, but it does look a lot better on a PS5. Oh, yeah. So, so much better. Yeah. I need a PS5. Hey, Josh, I hear you have one. <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice. It's like I'm playing on a PC now. <laughs> oh, so nice. For those of you who don't know, Josh just got a uh, PlayStation 5. So. Finally, after a year of trying to get one. Um, yeah. But the game looks great. It looks really good on it. So even in the PS4 version, so yeah, so that's so yeah, so that's that's the launch of it. The idea of the game, though, was basically as like we were talking about earlier, you know, and Ken, you were talking about too. The early days of the game, it was to create a massively multiplayer online uh, version of Fallout, where a bunch of players would be released from a vault, Vault 76, uh, and they were tasked with rebuilding America, but. They kind of took some chances with this game, <laughs> and so there were no human NPCs. Just a few, just a few, yeah. <laughs> no human NPCs. I had forgotten all about the microphones always on. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always kept I, I tried to, like, yeah, <laughs> I tried to block that out of my memory. Um, Remember something but, you know, that I think a lot of people forgot, too, from those early launch videos, the amazing cartoon animations that they did? We yes. shall emerge. People forgot oh, yeah. this entire game, like the developers had set it up and thought this was going to be a big PvP game with like people forming teams and bases and going after one another. Uh, that none of that happened. I mean, it did, but not to the degree I think that they thought. Like, we were pretty wholesome. We're like, hey, I'm going to build a farm, and isn't this house cute? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Friends and I are doing a poetry night, and the developers are like, what? What? <laughs> That's right. It was supposed to be more of that, like, PvP, you know, rally. Yeah, it definitely didn't go that way. Definitely. But to, to Bethesda's credit, they adapted the game to what people really ended up wanting, I guess. So at this point. Well, majority. Um, but yeah. The majority. The majority yeah. of people. You can't please everybody, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, so early days, you know, it was really kind of rough. Um, but it was an interesting trial where everything was done through holotapes, terminals, robots. There were no human NPCs. Um, there was way more PvP. People could really just troll you like crazy too. Uh, People would come in and chance. destroy your camp. <laughs> Those were the days. What was your favorite glitch? Oh. Ooh. Okay, I think it's still my favorite because it still happens. The uh, the crazy like Wendigo body when you get out of your power armor sometimes, <laughs> where like your arms and legs are like really long and tall. That cracks me up every time. I Do you know that. why they did that? The Wait, was it on purpose? It was. The no. developers had to do that when you get into armor because the way the armor is built, it's taller and longer than you are. So they have to distort the character to actually completely fill it. 
I'm just imagining your character you being like, like, oh god, no! <laughs> Yay, I'm in my power! Oh my god, what's happening? <laughs> it hurts. It hurts so much. Oh my goodness. Oh man. My my well, favorite. Well, I think it makes sense though. <laughs> God, my favorite glitch was the one where you kill a scorch and the head just like floats and distends away from the body. Oh yes. To the point that it looks hilariously phallic. Yes. Oh yes. That's, that's my. Oh. Yeah, very phallic. Oh, God. <laughs> Stop saying it. <laughs> it's my least favorite word. <laughs> I forgot about that glitch, though. Yeah, where it just, they just, it slowly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think mine is when they freeze in like different poses. Because then I get to take pictures with them. Yes, and they just don't yeah. die. They're yeah. completely yeah. invulnerable. <laughs> Those That's true. Things. It still happens, too. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, there was, um, so like in Fallout 4, we have building in this game, and we also, uh, we also have a photo mode, which makes for all sorts of shenanigans. Every yes. game at this point <laughs> should have a photo mode. Yes. I, I feel like it's now really the should. standard. Yeah. And if the photo mode's bad, like, I, it's honestly gotten to the point where I won't play a game if it doesn't have a good photo mode. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's why I stopped playing Red Dead. <laughs> I... I know, that's why I'm like, I can only get so many shots of, you know, photos in that game. But yeah, um, but yeah, it has a great photo mode. I feel like that kind of also built the community around this game, too. Like, because it had a photo mode and they encouraged people to share photos of 76, like, it, it ended up, like, that's how I met most of you guys. Like, they're in the chat and that you spell it. It was all on Instagram. It was because of photo mode and posting mm -hmm. photos of 76. Oh, yeah, that's how I got into the Fallout community was through Instagram, because I was like, I'm taking all these silly pictures with my character in the ritual mask <laughs> and all these adorable little outfits. And I was just like, I need to do something with all these pictures. So I was like, Instagram was the place for pictures. And I haven't yeah, gone back. And, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I tried posting some of those early on in like my personal Instagram and my friends and family were like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Like. So yeah, that's where the uh, one fateful day I posted a picture of the mechanist on a toilet. <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> oh, God. I think mine was in front of a uh, fireplace. It's very classy. Very, very classy. Yeah. With the, was it with the skull mask? Yes, right? it was with the skull mask. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So um, some of the things to note about this game is when this game started, we uh, we just, I believe we just had a uh, survival mode, not survival mode, adventure mode, mix them up. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. And like we had mentioned, when it first started out, uh, PV3 was a thing. So anytime, I know personally, anytime I saw someone, I was running the opposite direction. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, look, it's another person. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, that really changed the way that we played the game. Um, the first Discord community that I was in and started was the Appalachia Trading Company. And we'd started it just to lightly role play, having a caravan kind of like in New Vegas. Um, so we did a lot of trading and we actually end up having people that were really good with PvP act as caravan guards. So oh, that if, if we were having any if we were having any trouble in the game, you call the popo. You call the popo, yes. <laughs> the caravan guards would show up at 
obscenities would be thrown. You could go on your merry way taking pictures and plinking plants. <laughs> like la 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 skipping through the wasteland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not who you know, it's what you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, I think I, I definitely forgot that they took the PvP away, but I was still hiding away from people when I started playing it. Oh, so yeah. I um, I was terrified I of that. I don't like PvP at oh, all. Yeah. I don't remember <laughs> when they started do doing that, but I know um, they, they came up with survival mode, which was, I didn't know it was a beta until, you know, I started doing the research. <laughs> but survival mode was a beta, so they launched that in oh. March of 2019. It was in beta for a long time. Yeah. It was kind of like, well, we're not sure, so what the hell? Let's try this out. <laughs> exactly. So this, um, for those of you who didn't weren't around for survival mode, this was a harsher uh, mode. It had the same quests and story as the adventure mode, but with a lot greater risks. So there was less restriction, less restrictions on PvP, more rewards, new challenges, and the risk of losing more than just your junk. <laughs> when yeah. you died <laughs> someone killed you you could drop eight items um i don't remember if it was weapons and armor were also a thing that you could drop when you died. did you guys ever go in I that mode? no i was Hell terrified no. of that mode <laughs> <laughs> for me no like i i went in with some friends one night and it, it's kind of like when you go into the first bar you're like okay let's take everything out of our pockets we'll like we'll hide it or you put the keys over there i'll put on a bathing suit they're not going to be able to take my armor. They can take my bathing suit. And we just, we ran around the wasteland in bathing suits and had like nothing oh on us. Oh my goodness. We eventually. Probably what I would have made them doing We're like. How long did you last? I think we were playing for a good hour and a half, just kind of hiding in bushes. and. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my anxiety could never. Like, oh. I, I, nuclear winter was enough for me. Oh, I yeah. mean, and that's that's the other mode that they had too, um, which you know recently sunsetted, sunsetted on September eighth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually liked nuclear winter. It was fun hiding in bushes. It's probably oh, yeah. the only time I've ever hidden in a bush. <laughs> yeah, bush babies for life. <laughs> yeah, I, I hid in bushes. I got overseer hiding in bushes. So. <laughs> <laughs> But I know a lot of people really bushy enjoy bushy babies. <laughs> Proud bush baby right here. Same. Same. We had some fun camp building in there, Scully. We we did. We did. We did one building Friendship Fridays in there, and that was enough for me. How did you guys manage that? It was hilarious. Oh. We did it with Wreck It Renee. It was so funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, Renee. For those of you who don't know, I uh, I accidentally nuked Renee. <laughs> accidentally. Did, hey, wait, Tech okay. told me where to launch the nuke. I was just listening to Tech. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Renee was there until Renee was like, Scully, you're nuking me. I was like, oops. <laughs> I like how she's never quite forgot that. <laughs> and it's at this point now where you're like, is she eventually going to get back at me or... <laughs> Oh, I'm still waiting for it. <laughs> she, she can't Shh. nuclear winter anymore, so what's going to happen? <laughs> She's biding her time. Oh, God. One of these days, I'm just going to be building. Operation Meatbait. <laughs> 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 but, yeah.
yeah, Nuclear Winter was a lot of fun. Um, again, if you haven't played Fallout 76, Nuclear Winter was their Battle Royale PvP style uh, game mode. So, and it was actually really cool because it had more, I feel like it had more lore for uh, Vault 51. Like you could actually go in and learn more about the world, particularly Vault 51. Um, which yeah. you can still do now that the game mode is ended. Uh, you can get into Vault 51. So I think that's really cool that they yeah. added that. I did not know that until, was it last week that we went in there? Scully, yeah. You took me into Vault 51. And I was like, wait a minute. What? You just, you go, for those who don't know, in Play 76, you go to Vault 51 and you go to that trailer that's parked out front and there's a button in it and you push it and it opens it up. Didn't know that. Yep. <laughs> no idea. I spent a lot of time in there since. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And let's see, um, that beta actually lasted much longer than survival mode too. Much, much longer. Yeah. Yeah. That one was around for a while. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it ended up with two maps. So it looked like it was going to stick around for a while and then they were just like, mm, nah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was over a year that it was, or no, over two years. I'm sorry. It was over two years that it was out there. I'm wondering too, like, you know, this, this kind of like the, the pandemic and bringing a lot more people in the game. I'm wondering if that like got them to keep nuclear winter a little bit more. Maybe they saw an uptick of it. So they're like, well, oh, yeah. we could give it a try. Like, cause I thought it'd be gone like long ago, like in 2020, um, if they were going to get rid of it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened with that. Fallout People played it. <laughs> I guess not. Yeah. Got it up I mean, yeah. And I, you know, some of the things that we were digging up too about the game, you know, I mean, so far there, it looks like there's been 2.46 million copies sold of 76. Fallout 4 had about 13.51 million. So in contrast to Fallout 4, it's a lot less. Um, and then on Steam, like Steam is an easy way to kind of keep track of how many people are playing the game on PC. Uh, usually there's about eight to 16,000 players per month um, on Steam, just on that platform, not all PC. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure they've had to make some sacrifices. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Because of the, the numbers. Yeah, I mean, Fallout 4 was tightened. Even though it's not my personal favorite, um, that is the best-selling Fallout game of all time. And for a lot of people, it was also their first Fallout game. A lot of people love Fallout 4. Yeah, it was the first one I really did yeah. into. I mean, it was, like you said, too, Ken, it was a visually a very, very beautiful game. So maybe oh, that's what yeah, it's still still it more. You know? And yeah, plus, modding-wise, yeah. I've, I've been meaning to go back to it, um, you take a look at some of the photos that people are sharing now of camps that they're building and different crazy mods. I haven't played it in, in a good four years. There's just so much to do now. I'm thinking of replaying it. I've, I've seen some of those too on Twitter, the, the building. Scully, we're going to lose you Fallout 4, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I still don't like the roofs in Fallout 4. That was my only thing with the building was the roofs were just left a lot to be desired. This roof sucks. <laughs> I was like, everything <laughs> else is fine. And I was like, this is great. And then I get to the roof and I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm like, do I need a roof? I don't know. I hate him. Do I need a roof? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. Oh, uh, man. But yeah. So yeah, the game had a little bit of a rocky launch, but I think you know overall though it's they've really turned it around and it's 
the game is it's stable for the most part now i mean that you know and people still complain about that i'm like you haven't played it recently have you yeah. <laughs> so it's still pretty stable it's still good and the content like the wastelanders update that they added in 2020 um they added uh i mean they're always adding the events which i know like brings us all together usually you see a lot more people during the events oh yeah um and yeah, I mean, it's 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 really improved. And I think Bethesda's done a really, really good job of like listening to the people who are playing the game mm-hmm. and kind of helping us get more content and, and create the game that we really wanted. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's, I feel like, you know, when, uh, <laughs> as you don't know, I did an information dump onto our outline <laughs> of all the stuff that we've gotten in Fallout 76 since it launched. And it's quite a bit, you know, they introduced um, the legendary run, so, um, you know, the scoreboards. Uh, we had the, the, I think the biggest one uh, for a lot of people was the One Wasteland update. The um, the balancing, yeah. the rebalancing the PV, PVE. So, you know, if you're a level 5 character and you're wandering into the, you know, Savage Divide, you're not going to get hit with a level 50 Rad Scorpion, you're going to get hit with a level 5 Rad Scorpion. <laughs> It's, it's funny, I was talking to a co-worker uh, this week about 76 and they haven't played it in like two years and they're like, oh, I just have to work so hard to get to like the other side of the map. I'm like, not anymore. And they're like, wait, what? So that actually kind of swayed them to come back into the game, I think, this weekend. So we'll see. Yes. We'll see what they think. <laughs> that was a huge That was a huge change, though. It was, it was a good change. It was definitely part. a good change. And I'm getting rid of the uh, the adverse effects of not eating and drinking. Oh, my God. Thank yeah, you. I love that. That was such an <laughs> irritation. I would always have to it stop was. in the middle of my build to feed my character so she didn't die. <laughs> uh, first world problems. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we did see some more like storyline content update um, in late, like later 2000 uh, with Steel Dawn and then later in 2021 with Steel Rain. And in the latest update, my absolute favorite update. Anyone, anyone want to take a guess? Could it be Wild Appalachian? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Fallout Worlds. <laughs> oh yes, the building thing. Yes, the building thing. <laughs> she does like her building thing. Yep. <laughs> There is a, a very big, I can't, I mean, I like it too, but you really, really like it, Scully. And a lot of people do. It's it's crazy that there's so many ways to play this game too. Like you have oh, yeah. those people that they PVP'd when Nuclear Winter was around. They're trying to still do it now. And people that just, you know, do the events and that's it. And then the builders. Like, yeah. You guys are, you guys are a whole separate beast. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I feel like um, most of the controversy that we see on Twitter and stuff with Fallout Worlds of people not liking it, I think it's a lot of, uh, they feel they're a little upset about, you know, Nuclear Winter being, you know, mm-hmm. sunsetted and them coming out with Fallout Worlds. They feel like, you know, uh, I don't want this, I want that. <laughs> and I get that, you know, going from something, you know, a it's game like, mode you really, really yeah. like to... I think beyond that too, it's also what they're they're really focusing this year on, and, and even in the recent Inside the Vault article talking about some of the new things that we're we're getting just around the corner here in terms of local looting and all of that kind of thing. Yeah, they've really been focusing on 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 balancing and fixing quality of life stuff this year, 
Um, and I think for a lot of people who came back in with Wastelanders, that was a massive rewrite of the game. And I think we're still hungry for something that big and satisfying. Yeah. Um, with the, the Steel Dawn and Steel Rain updates, um, they were spaced so far apart. Oh, yeah. You didn't really get a complete story. Um, and because it, it, it takes me so long to play through the quests anyways, but because it, it <laughs> took me so long from the first one, I completely forgot what happened in the first one. So you don't feel Same. as, you don't feel as yeah. vested or connected to the story. I'm like, mm -hmm. who's Paladin Romani again? And why is she pulling a coffee cup out of her pocket? Like, <laughs> like what's, what's going on with that animation? How does she, what's going on there? They're like, oh, look, um, it's going back in the pocket now. <laughs> yeah, there's, um, yeah, I, I just forgot all of that stuff. So it, it makes for a real, yeah. So I think that's what people yeah, are hungry I, for. They're, they're hungry for, for more story and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And I know um, a lot of folks are still yeah. upset with the, the no progression for worlds, too. Yeah, to me, I think that's going to have to be revisited. That. Yeah. To me, it doesn't bother me so much because, you know, I'm only using this to build and create, you know, right. yeah. create things in. And I have more. I've, I have less. I have less limitations in worlds than I do in adventure mode. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the worlds was definitely something for the building community for sure. But yeah, I feel like if there's, if you haven't turned on certain things like the unlimited ammo and the easy, you know, all this stuff, like you should, it should allow you. I feel like to progress in adventure mode, like your your main character to progress when you're in a custom world like that. Like because really, if you, if you have certain. Yeah, because, and I don't, I can see why they don't want to allow it because it, it creates a scenario where Fallout first members in a custom world have essentially paid to win. But I, I think uh, at this yeah. point, though, doesn't the question need to be asked, does it even matter? Like, who are you competing against? So yeah. you progress to a level 1000 in a custom world and then re-enter an adventure world. Does anybody care? It doesn't really affect anyone else's playing experience. I mean, it would if this was a PvP-focused game mm -hmm. and you massively yeah. tanked up your character and got all kinds of crazy legendary gear for fighting, and that would be unfair. But the game is... The, the ship has sailed from that, so I don't think progression really matters. It's just a number at this point. Who cares? Oh, yeah. That's so true. Uh, it is. That's a, that's a really good point. Like, I mean, because it's... Yeah, it's building, it's stories, it's playing with other people and just, you know, having those events. It's not PvP. It's not the big focus. So, yeah, you're not right. really... I don't know. Yeah, when I see a level... I've seen a lot of level 1,000 characters, actually, <laughs> lately for some reason. But I'm like, cool. And then I move on. And then I'm also like, I want to be in an event with them because they're going to probably kick ass in the Scorch <laughs> Queen Beast or Scorch Beast Queen. Oh, um, but Yeah. Yeah, and I see uh, Jay yeah, Star in the chat uh, talking about the progression on challenges and scoreboards. I feel like that should be a thing for Worlds. Because, you know, if you're yeah. spending all of your time in there, yeah. you're doubling your time to go back to adventure mode to grind for the scoreboard. I think they would probably have to find a way to balance that because, I mean, with unlimited crafting, oh, I yeah. mean, you could pretty much accelerate through the yeah. board. So, I mean, they make some money off the board because we, yeah. we pay to rent <laughs> off. I, mean, I know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because we get to like level 75 and we're like, here's 30 bucks. Just give me the rest yeah. of it. I, I don't just, care. I just I <laughs> want that animatronic dog. It's a, it's a little yeah. bit of a I cash the cow. They're not going to mess with the cash cow. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh. But it's great. Oh, my goodness. Uh, 
think that's... What else do we have about the game? I, I, the one thing I did want to talk about too, if, unless you had some other stuff to talk about, Scully, and Ken, you brought this up, like how this game has played such a big part of our lives, especially the past year and a half. Like it's it's been such a huge, huge, like integrated part of our life. And with the whole balanced pixels and balancing our life and video games, this video game in a way has kind of become our lives and, and not in a bad way either. It's just been an outlet for us to actually socialize to make a whole new circle of friends in some cases and um to feel less alone and in some cases it, I, I would say probably saved a few lives you know from oh, yeah. severe social oh, yeah. isolation right. so yeah heard some stories as have i yeah yeah so it's uh it's it's it it, it will always have a special place in my heart that's for sure oh so, yeah I, I don't know of any other game that can can bring people together as people like you know i mean there's lots of mmos out there but i think because of the way this game was launched because of how we got introduced to this game and, and the early days of it too like we were kind of forced to interact with one another and socialize on mic and like <laughs> meet each other in a way <laughs> so it kind of worked out <laughs> like first day of school hello my name is my favorite hobbies are it also Our i mic think is on <laughs> For people who maybe struggle with social anxieties in all of their forms, um, it's it's a great tool to allow you to be um, as outgoing as you want to be in a way that feels controlled and comfortable and safe. And I think for a lot of people that, that deal with that, um, and this ties back into how do you meet friends in this day and age thing. Oh, yeah. You, it's it's almost impossible to do. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think it, it helped it helped a lot of people to, to form friendships and come out of their shell a little bit in really great ways. Um, even I'm gonna embarrass Carly here. Um, even Carly, um, when you see how much she's grown just in these past few years and come out of her shell and um, from the first time I started watching her to now, She's such a different person. Um, and I think the, set, the same could be said for almost all of us in the community, those of us who stream or create, or it's had such a profound positive net impact on our lives that the game for us is less about the linear path than it is for everything that we gain um, that isn't related to story. Couldn't have said it better myself. I'm gonna cry on camera. I know over here, like, God damn it, Ken, oh I wore makeup gosh. today. Don't make me cry. <laughs> you don't need another hero. <laughs> uh, but it, it is true. I mean, there's so many people that I I see and and Scully, yeah, you're you're one of them. People have just come out of their shells, like you know, and and just they they've always had this amazing creativeness to them. They've always been a very likable person, but it's just been hard for some of us to like actually connect with others in the quote unquote real world, right? Oh, yeah. But when we have this like virtual world to kind of connect with. And it is something we can control at whatever level we want to socialize. Like it, it makes it, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's not something you can actually mimic in the real world. <laughs> that kind of like burst of creativity, that type of opening up people and getting them out of their shells. You know, it's, it's, it's a unique thing for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. And I don't know if that happens in other gaming communities or, or to that degree. This is my first experience with one, so I don't even know. But. Yeah, this is... I, I don't know. 
This is honestly the first uh, gaming community I've actually like dived into. <laughs> same, same here. I, I've never, I've played a lot of MMOs, but I've never ever talked to anybody on any of those games. I've never made friends. I've never, you know, done what I've done in 76 with the people I, you know, in 76. So um, I'm curious, like it'd be interesting if anybody listening to this later or anybody that's watching right now too, like if you know of other communities that can do this, I'm curious because yeah. I, yeah, I am too. <laughs> yeah. I'm also I mean, even, curious. Even like... Oh, sorry, Josh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, do you wonder for us, because this has been an evolution of our Fallout experience, right? Where we're used to playing single player and doing our own thing. Um, to now we're used to playing with our friends and having that social time. And when Fallout 5 eventually comes, and I imagine it's going to be single player, mm -hmm. how different is that going to be? Um, like I know when I've gone off and played other single player games, I kind of miss everybody. Like it's, it's weird now. <laughs> Like, it's, it gets it's lonely so in Night City for me. Yeah, it's it's weird. Tristan mentioned that yeah. in one of our other episodes. She's just like, I've been very spoiled by Fallout 76 because yeah. now when I go play my single player games, I'm like, I don't have anybody to talk to. And I was like, oh, Tris. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be weird. Yeah. It's going to be very weird. I I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sure... You know, the next you know Fallout Five or whatever it is will be a hit, but I'm wondering how much of the '76 community is going to just play through it and then jump right back into '76. You know, it's a possibility. Yeah, I wonder what Fallout '76 is going to look like in five, six, seven, eight years, however long it's going to go. Oh gosh, I don't know. I'm I'm curious. I'm curious if it's going to last as long as. So one of the other games I was thinking of that maybe has these types of. Uh, amazing like friendships that get formed and things like that I've, I've heard a few stories is going way back and it's still around but world of warcraft was one where i mean i had friends and roommates in the past that you know i played like the original like warcraft games as a kid and then when world of warcraft came out i never really got into it but i know people that made friends that made those connections some in some cases met up in real life you know and everything I don't know how far it actually went with, you know, creating content, with creating these, you know, creating podcasts, creating, you know, uh, doing Twitch streaming and things like that. Like, how far did those friendships go and how far did that creativity go in that game? I don't know if it went as far as 76. Oh, yeah. I think, I think, and I could be completely wrong. I'm trying to remember when exactly World of Warcraft came out, but technology-wise, it's easier for us to facilitate those kind of connections now than maybe it was then between discord and twitch and how easy it is to stream or how easy it is to make a podcast um all of that is so easy to do now um it allows us to to form those kind of friendships and create that kind of content in a way that may have been harder to do that however long ago that was oh yeah, yeah i can't remember how long ago it was it was pre-2010 i know that <laughs> But yeah, and, and maybe that's, you know, maybe we're just going to see this from now on too, right? Like with the way that we're all connected, you know, our video game worlds and our real world and stuff, it's just going to naturally start melding together like it has in 76 for some of us, you know, like but new world, right? Like that, that game has taken off the past few weeks. Like I'm wondering how many new people are meeting in that game now, you know, and is that going to be the next big like... Uh, you know, social event basically, you know, to play that. I mean, Josh is, Josh is ready player one. He's like, where's my DeLorean? Let's oh, get on this. I'm ready. I'm there. Yes. 
I, I would love that so much. Like, honestly, oh, God. <laughs> Give me that VR life now. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Let's see. Ooh. Uh, so what, what? So I know what I was expecting from this game when I uh, heard that it was going to be released way back when. Um, what did you guys expect from the game when you heard about it being, you know, when it was announced? Do you remember? <laughs> I think for me, I was already playing Elder Scrolls Online, so like a lot. And so I was kind of expecting it to be just Elder Scrolls Online, but Fallout Edition, which it, it's not. I mean, there's some things that now like are kind of bring, being brought over in terms of like the way the game operates uh, from Elder Scrolls to Fallout, I feel like. But that's what I was expecting and not a massive PvP <laughs> melee in the beginning. <laughs> Honestly, for me, it was just like, oh, cool. Because um, I remember it was one of my leads when I was working at Disney. He was like, oh, did you hear about Fallout 76? And I was like, yes. And um, he was like, are you excited about it? I was like, yeah, I mean, as long as I can build. And he goes, oh, there's building. And I was like, all right, I'm pre-ordering it right now. <laughs> I was like, that's all that mattered to me was camp building. I wanted to build. Because <laughs> he knew that I, I liked building in Fallout 4, so... <laughs> I remember the moment at E3 when Todd Howard revealed Fallout 76 and announced it as as being an online multiplayer world. Um, something he said struck me in that he said, we are the NPCs and the stories that exist are the stories that we create ourselves. When he said that, I took it quite literally. Oh. <laughs> and I have oh. ever since. Um, the the stories um like the podcast stories or, or thinking of those in game those journal entries um i also i try very hard in life that when it comes to a new experience or an experience that you know is going to be changed whether it's a sequel or um a new game based on something you like to try and temper your expectations and expect something to be different and appreciate it for what it is I think so often, and this is where a lot of the conflict comes in the fandom, we treasure the moments and memories we have in these games. And that goes pretty much true for any fandom. Like we can remember crystal clear how we felt at a certain point in time. And, you know, whether it's walking the Mojave Desert or, you know, taking out that behemoth at GNR Plaza, whatever that, that moment is, we remember a point in our in our lives, um, and that that memory is so vivid. We want to keep that and that state of being and just milk it. And it, life just isn't like that. And so you kind of have to divorce the memories and nostalgia you have for something for what it was in time and place in order for you to appreciate what the new thing is. Um, so I, I tried to do that with this game and have no expectations going into it and then just see what it was. Because I knew it wasn't going to be anything like Fallout 4. <laughs> I probably should have done that, but that, it's well said there. I mean, and, and I learned too, you know, based on the 76 launch, like I waited because I kept hearing all the negative feedback when it first launched. And but like as excited as I was leading up to it, you know, I... I, I waited till I think February after the launch um, to actually get it. 
and I regret it because I'm like, and I, I won't do it anymore for any game. I'm not going to listen to what people expect, you know, or what people are saying. I'm going to form my own opinion about a video game. And if I like it and the majority of people don't, like Cyberpunk, Fallout 76, No Man's Sky, like they've all turned into really, really great games, you know, Red Dead Online was terrible in the beginning, came back to it. It's amazing. You know, like it's a beautiful game and I enjoy it. So I think it's just if we just play games that make us excited and detach from that nostalgia that we have and the expectations that are just, you know, it's like reading a book. It's nothing like what the, you know, the, or a movie is nothing going to be and not going to be like what the book was. You know, it's going to be something different and we just need to accept that. Yeah, and also you put yourself in the driver's seat of creating your own experience and defining what that experience is as opposed to letting it be defined by others. Um, like yeah. I refuse to to read critic reviews of games or movies or, I mean, you take a look, for instance, at some of the movies I love that are just panned by critics or whatever. <laughs> I like it, leave me alone. <laughs> Monster Squad is a great movie. You shut the hell up, you bastard. Oh my goodness, I had a feeling you were going to mention Monster Squad. <laughs> it's that time of month, Scully. <laughs> Rocket to You Drop should have been number one on the charts, baby. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't think I really had any expectations going in. I was just like, I'm ready to build. Let's go. <laughs> And it's literally the first thing I did was I placed my camp when I got out of the vault and then I went, oh shit, I have to go get junk. So. I have to go collect. I have to go collect <laughs> to go resources. <laughs> so I actually did play the game. So it was, a, it was really pretty walking out and actually seeing green for a change. Yeah, which I think also made it a lot more enjoyable too to live in for the past year and a half. Because <laughs> it actually is a very pretty world. <laughs> so... You know, it's, it's no, it's not the, the, you know, dystopian Fallout 4, Fallout 3, but it's, uh, it still makes sense that Appalachia is the way it is. And it's, I think it's stunning. Now, when I go back to Fallout 3, I'm like, oh, I really liked this back then, didn't I? You know, like the visuals, right? <laughs> but it's like that with any, any old game, you know, you're like, oh, I remember, you know, such great things. And you get back to playing it again. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's a little rough around the edges for 2021. Oh yeah, and I love the um, the atmosphere of the game because you go into a different location and it has a completely different atmosphere. You go to uh, the um, the mire and it's all you know dark and creepy. And you go to the cranberry bog and everything's red. <laughs> and like every different area of the map has a different kind of atmosphere to it, so it gave the game more variety. And it's not just I'm seeing brown everywhere. <laughs> this yeah. game definitely had a lot more color. Yeah. Which is really hard when you're, you know, before the one wasteland when I'm just like, I want to go to the cranberry bug and I'm a little level 10 and I'm like, ah, there's a level 50! <laughs> 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 it, made, it made exploring really hard. <laughs> it did. It did. That's where friends come in handy, though. You yeah. get those friends that have high level characters and that's, that's where the Fallout community shines, right? Like, everybody helps each other out, you know? I mean, it's very oh, yeah. rare to find people that won't help a low level player. So. Oh, yeah. And that's what's really cool about this is there are a lot of really nice people in the community so when you jump into a game and you're like you know you're sitting there outside the vault and this big level comes up and he's just like hey and you're like uh and then all of a sudden they walk away and there's a little pile of things and they're like what <laughs> it's always really nice to see definitely not a chad that's for sure no. <laughs> chad would probably never do that <laughs> <laughs> oh it's like oh my goodness uh, let's 
I know Josh, you had some discussion topics you wanted to bring up in here too. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. Um, let's see, we're getting the uh, let's see towards the end here. Uh, so we already kind of talked about a little bit of how like the pan, you know, Fallout seventy six played a role during the pandemic, but. Um, I, the other kind of thing I wanted to talk about too was kind of what were our like favorite Fallout moments like in the game when we're playing with people, right? Like what were some of the best moments, either funniest, heartwarming, like whatever it may be um, that, that you can remember. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I think my funniest was that the first time I encountered a Scorch Beast. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like yeah i think i was level 15 and i was like i was checking out um i think it was by morgantown airport i want to say oh yeah and i was like you know kind of exploring around and then all of a sudden i hear this screeching noise and i'm like what is that and i'm looking around and i see on the little navigation bar the little you know dot and i was like uh and i look up and there's this giant demon with wings in the sky and I literally audibly screamed <laughs> like everyone in the house is like what's wrong with you and I'm screaming and I'm running away and I'm like no and it was when the enemies would chase you across the map and that scorched beast chased my ass oh, <laughs> and I'm yeah. screaming all the while and I'm not running into any other players so I was just like I got to the point where I was like, log out, log out, log out! <laughs> and then I went night. I was like, I think I need to go eat something now. <laughs> that was definitely the funniest moment I had. I think my funniest moment uh, actually was when I robbed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know this one. <laughs> Okay, story time. What? <laughs> yeah. I was playing with a friend one night and uh, like we had just unlocked the excavator armor. And at that point in time, we're talking a very small stash. And so unlocking that excavator armor was, was something you needed to do. So you could haul extra stuff and actually collect junk. So um, we were running around. We unlocked the excavator armor. We went to the junkyard to try and get all of the components we needed to build it. Because building that armor back then, I remember it being a grind. Like you had to, yeah. to go looking for the specific junk, even in order to craft it. Um, so my, my friend and I went to the junkyard and somebody was already there. And so we show up in, in partially built power armor with, I think, black powder rifles, thinking that we were hot shits. Um, and we were just going to take it. And then he's like, oh, oh, I don't want any trouble. You know, this nice, nice armor. You guys could just have it. And then he took off. And then I started to feel really bad. <laughs> like I, I started to say, what is, what has Appalachia done to me? Who have I become? <laughs> so we played for a little bit uh, and he was still on the same server. And I felt compelled to, to go follow him. So I did. And we ended up playing for a bit. I ended up dropping him some, some plans that he didn't have. Um, so we played that night and then we played again the next night um, when, when I next encountered him uh, he was an underwear clad stretched out Wendigo oh my god <laughs> I still have that photo oh yes um, oh yeah and that person became my best friend <laughs> I didn't know the, the Wendigo <laughs> part <laughs> I, have that I didn't know 
Oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It's heart, heartwarming. Oh, go ahead. Oh, oh, no, no, yeah, go, go for it. No, heartwarming. Um, we're getting into feels here. Um, okay. It's you, not like we're on camera. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about, um, this, this falls very much under friendships made. Um, I've seen marriages in game, um, funerals in game. Um, you know, we, we lost Greg this year, mm-hmm. which I think impacted so many of us. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I've never experienced that before where, you know, we're all people playing in a digital medium, but you have fe- bonds and friendships that are so strong. It doesn't make that person any less real mm-hmm. in any sense. Um, I think we we feel each other's successes and we mourn each other's losses. It doesn't matter who they are in the community. I think we all feel it. We're very interconnected in that way. Um my most embarrassing moment, I think, was along that same vein is when we all came together for Fallout for Hope. And um, that was just kind of a last minute idea to try and end the year doing something positive because I was so incredibly depressed <laughs> between politics and COVID and all of that. Um, and we ended up blowing the goal out of the water. Um, I ended up breaking down <laughs> on the street. In a very embarrassing oh, way. No. But because it, you, you think about what the lasting legacy of this game will be, in that all of these things, Twitch streams and podcasts and raising money to help sick kids and friendships and funerals and marriages and all of these things that never would have happened had it not been for this game. And you think about what the legacy of this really will be. And it's interesting, the ripples, to Josh's point, it's created in all of our lives. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very, very, very well said. <laughs> Don't cry. Don't cry. <laughs> I'm like, summon, te- because... summon tell a funny <laughs> moment quickly. <laughs> okay, I'll tell my funny moment. Um, uh, Duchess's kink dungeon, Scully. You know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> Wait, this picture pops up almost every time I'm streaming and playing on the PS4. Every time. I have never, I think, I think that was probably the hardest I ever laughed, like throughout all of 2020, because it was last year, right? That it happened. <laughs> um, it was after we were doing Wasteland Walks. I think it was like one episode. of the first episodes. Yeah. yeah. With Foxy. Yeah. And we ended at the Wayward and we were upstairs and, you know, the Duchess has the room with the padded walls and the chains and stuff, you know, for... And I don't know why, but Foxy and I just took off our clothes and we stood against the wall and like we were dying and just, I mean, we couldn't, even his wife was like, we could hear her in the background just absolutely losing it. She laughed so hard she fell off the couch. (laughs) We were crying, we were laughing so hard and it was for like a good like 10, 20 minutes I think we were going, you know, just couldn't stop. Um, And and mind you, my character's in the Chinese stealth suit, so... The leather. Yeah. The leather. <laughs> but it was just like one of those things where like, I wonder when they made this room, if they ever thought that people's minds would go to this way. Like, but it, it's it's little moments like that, though, where like we just, you know, just being absolutely ridiculous that I I absolutely love. <laughs> but that was one of the funniest for that sure. Definitely. 
And the fact that it shows up, like, I swear to God, every time, every time. you stream from a PlayStation, every time that photo shows up. Without fail. <laughs> I have so many photos and it's just like, oh, you're streaming? Yeah. Hey guys, look at this. Yep. Yep, there's uh, the Mechanist and uh, General Great Box and Scully and Leather. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing. Woo! <laughs> but it's funny. Yeah, I think I wore the, the, the wetsuit, gimp suit for a while. Suit. Like, my favorite thing, uh, like, people would come to my camp, I would wait until they're on the doorstep, and then I would just open the door and stand there. I have a picture of that. The person just like, and then just leaves. <laughs> I was like, you know, I came to the wrong place. I'm sorry. I'm just going to go. <laughs> oh, oh man. So, um, so you guys, how, uh, it's always really interesting to see how differently everyone plays this game. Um, I know for myself, I, <laughs> I build camps and camps and camps. You do? Yeah. <laughs> That's all I do. I build camps. Sometimes I take pictures, but mostly I build camps. <laughs> but uh, how often, like, like, how are you guys usually playing the game? Like an average day on Fallout 76? The scoreboard grind. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I'm, I've, I've given up on that. I, I lost interest. <laughs> I don't have the time to do it. Okay. <laughs> Just like, God damn it, Todd, have my major credit card. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, I mostly have an objective usually when I'm in the game. Um, for me, it's it's helpful to revisit certain spots um, as I'm writing. So I can write the scene in in the way that best fits the spot. A good example of that in the, the opening of the Halloween special Um Something I wasn't planning on writing. I needed a way to introduce um, a character, um, a new character named Dolos the Archivist. He's a librarian um, and an adventurer type um, who's played by um, Fallout 76 um, quest designer um, and level designer? Lead, lead designer. Yeah, lead designer, Farrakh Bowden. Um, he's joining the cast playing that character. And he's um, he had to be doing something like he had to be in Point Pleasant for a reason. So I went to Point Pleasant and I started looking around and I had, uh, it was my custom world, so I had the bog mode on. So I was trying to get in like the spooky vibe kind of yes. feel. So with the fog and the darkness and the mood, it was awesome. Um, and I went through the graveyard and I started to look at the tombstones for the first time. Like it's not something I ever really did before. And so I kept looking at the tombstones and I said, this, something's wrong here. And so I looked closely and I, I looked at more of them. And then I realized that the the writing on them was the same in a few of them, just flipped backwards. And the tombstones are the same ones from Fallout 4, which makes sense because a lot of the assets are, are for Fallout 76 are ported from 4. Um, and so I made that part of the story where Dolos the Archivist is puzzling because the the dates on the tombstone predate the founding of Point Pleasant. It's it it's an impossibility, which means that the entire gravesite, the entire cemetery, has to be fake. So the question is, what is this cemetery supposed to be? So that's something that he's puzzling about when Simon first meets the character. Um, 
So I do things like that where I'll go into the world and kind of look around and think about things. Like if I was visiting this spot for the first time, what is here, whether it was intentional or not, that makes sense or doesn't make sense? And that was a good one. I think that played out in the story. That's awesome. There's got to be so many like little gems like that, even accidental, right? That you can kind of riff off of then. I did find out though, in, in reading about that tombstone, the tombstone that that's from in Fallout 4 is a real tombstone in Boston. Oh. Oh. For oh. a real person. What? Like, like the exact wording and all of that. Yeah. The oh, tombstones yeah. in Fallout 4 were, were real tombstones copied over from the real world. Oh my goodness. I love that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. Now I, I totally gotta go back in the game and up. check it out. <laughs> oh my goodness. Josh, how do you usually play? All right. Aside from I usually well, it's a scoreboard grind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> aside usually, from grinding. <laughs> honestly, yeah, that's usually what because I like I jump in usually after work and just hop on. Um I try to get on like PlayStation after work and then PC on the weekends because I can hit my, my European friends on PC on the weekends. Oh, but then yeah, after <laughs> work, it's easier to, to hang out with the American friends because of the time difference mm -hmm. that makes it really challenging. But um, but yeah, it's just it's doing the daily challenges at this point, um, unless I start a new character uh, and then I kind of go through the whole story again. But that hasn't happened in a while. Um, and then just hanging out with people. Like, this is, it's a social time. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I'm all like, I'm building, but also, hi! <laughs> also, hi! <laughs> oh, man. Did we cover everything? I think we got it all. I think we did. We, uh... We got through 76. Yeah. We got through 76 in under two hours. Just barely. Right? Ah, <laughs> uh, let's um, see. So, since that's it, we can start to close out this episode <gasps> yeah this was a really good one ken thank you again thank for you again. being yeah, a guest today me. being our first guest and an amazing one um if uh well we'll, we'll go through the socials i'm sure right scully yes <laughs> again so <laughs> we'll know where to follow ken and the podcast oh my goodness so yeah ken where can we uh where what are all your socials uh oh god they're all different which is stupid of me but uh, I think the easiest one is I'm on Twitter at FChad, Fallout76, um, which I think is the same for Instagram. Um, but Fallout76podcast.com uh, has links to all of our socials anyway, as well as episodes, script notes, and that kind of thing. All the goodies. Everybody needs to go check that out and yes. follow and subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> yes. It's so good. I can't wait for the Halloween it episode. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. If you like that immersive, like incredible storytelling, I am always amazed by like the sound effects and the voices and everything. It's just, it's like you're living through the story. It's it's not your typical, uh, like the political junkie podcast that I listen to where it's just talking heads. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really, I wanted to, to write it like a screenplay. Um, so I, I try and create a really immersive soundscape. So you, even people who wouldn't normally be into podcasts, um, there's enough sound cues there for them to easily visualize things, which is very much old school radio drama, which is something else that, that I'm a huge nerd for, um, is vintage radio plays and the ability that they had to create soundscapes back then. So I try and do that in our show to, to make the show accessible and fun to listen to. Awesome. So, Josh, 
Where can folks find you? Oh, socials. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no, mine's real easy. Just go to crestiodos.com. Um, we'll probably put that in the show notes because it's yep. a weird word and people don't know how to spell it. But I uh, <laughs> did it for a reason because I couldn't think of anything clever that you could spell easily. So, <laughs> But it has all, all the links to all my Twitter, Instagrams, multiple Instagram accounts now at this point. And, and other endeavors. Yeah, and then um, I'll do Triz's because she's not here to do hers. You guys can find yes. uh, Triz uh, on Twitter at WitWitBarista and on Instagram at, I want to say it's Trizzle underscore plays. <laughs> it is. Okay. I'm, yes. trying, I'm trying to channel the atomic stop when I'm going through the socials. <laughs> um, and let's see, she's also streaming on Twitch under uh, Campfire underscore WV underscore Tales. And she does a lot of cryptid uh, and spooky, scary stories, especially during this season, <laughs> over on her Twitch channel. And then, um, as for me, you can you can find all my things on scullyface.com. <laughs> yep, <laughs> those all the things in there. <laughs> um, so as for what to look forward to next episode, since Triz isn't here. It'll be a surprise because we're going to discuss it off It'll air. Be a surprise. <laughs> yes. And we hope you're feeling better, Triz, soon. Yes. Um, we miss you. Yeah. But yeah, so that's about it. All right. Thanks again. Thank you, Ken. Bye. Bye thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for tuning in to another episode of Balance Pixels. Our logo is created by Josh. Our intro is written by Josh, Scully, and Trizzle. Our intro voiceover was recorded by Kevin Chenard. The video assets for the live stream were produced by Scully, and the audio editing is also done by Scully. This episode was outlined by Josh and Scully. We'd like to thank our special guest, Kenneth Bigu, those who tuned into the live recording of the episode, and all of our listeners. We'll see you all next episode! <laughs>